0: Welcome to Relationship, where real-life couple Justin and Candace share their keeping it real perspective on the ins and outs of their personal and professional experiences, navigating the ups and downs of partnerships in life and business. They will also offer practical advice for maintaining strong, healthy, fun, and successful relationships in life and business. If you're ready for comedic and insightful exploration of life, love, law, business, and everything else in between, you're in the right place. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Here are your hosts, Justin and Candace.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Relationship. Today, we're thrilled to introduce a dynamic duo who took an unconventional path, embracing change in the face of global adversity. From the disciplined life of special forces to the colorful world of toy making, Captain Aaron Lacey and his vibrant partner in everything, Natalie, have crafted a unique love story. They have bridge worlds, building Bridgewood, a testament to their commitment to family, creativity, and each other. Welcome to the show, both of you. Nice to have you. Thank you. you. (laughs) So we always like to start off by asking, you know, the appropriate, which I think is an appropriate introductory question. How did you guys meet? And what made you guys decide to go into business together? Yes. And how long has it been going for? So go ahead and enlighten us.
2: So in my um, in my early twenties, I met this wonderful Roxy guy. So fell madly in love with him. And um, you know, told him all my secrets that my first crush was on Peter Pan, the cartoon character. And i <laughs> always wanted to go flying. So um, he was a poor college student and he was thinking through it. He was like, Well, I want to take my girlfriend flying, and but I can't afford it. So he was like, Oh, do you want to have this idea? We're gonna build a zipline. We're gonna build the zipline across the Vermilion River. But then he's like, I don't know how to build a zip line. And I uh, don't have any of the tools and equipment, but my buddy Aaron. <laughs> It has all of this? So Aaron actually um, essentially third wheeled it yeah. on the most romantic date of my life, um <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, he decided he really liked me, and I hardcore friend zoned him for ten years. Yeah. Ten Whoa. years.
3: <laughs> friend zone so, period. You stuck in. Wow. I know. In, in
2: the meantime, we built up our careers and um and he ended up getting his Green Beret and um and ten years later finally called me up to ask me out on a date. Um, thank you for
1: your service. Yeah, thank okay. you very much for your service.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he quickly um quickly proved to me that I had been really dumb for ignoring him for ten years. <laughs> so it's just that timing
3: was, is everything. You always hear is. timing okay. is everything.
1: So what year did you guys know, finally get together? Um, 2017. Yeah. Yeah,
4: February of 2017 was our first date.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So and um, and he just swept me off my feet. We had pretty whirlwind romance and had a four-year European honeymoon <laughs> while being stationed in Germany. Where that's where we were um, introduced to the beauty of wooden toys and had our two little girls. And um, it was really actually during COVID that we started really questioning about the life that we wanted to have, the okay. special, four- the particular. Um, so statistically our little girl by the time she was 15 would have only spent 5 years of her life with with Dan because of because they're gone so yeah. much it's
1: a very busy always gone kind of lifestyle yeah. a lot, a lot of classified that. missions stuff like that I'm I'm assuming yeah I mean, yes For it's like uh, saying classified. a lot of, a lot of
4: training honestly is what it is it's a lot of training and then yeah go out on you know a mission and then you're gone so
2: it's
3: and then, yeah. his, the, the, and then forget about and forget about the the lack of time that you would have. it's also probably pretty just nerving unnerving to have, you know to have a family and to have a loved one that probably you know you're putting your life on the line you know in in certain situations I'm assuming
1: maybe
2: Yeah.
4: you don't really you don't really think about that kind of stuff at the moment so.
2: Interesting. they uh, it's really um, good. I know as a SF wife too. Like they're they're excellent at what they do. They right. the, the teamwork, the camaraderie. So you know when you send them off, that um, that the, they're the best of the best. Yeah, so that's a lot of confidence. So, <laughs>
4: but I guess to fall onto the second part of your question. So being in Germany um, and then yeah. having some of the time during COVID is Natalie was like, well, I want to really make some, I want to make some really beautiful wooden toys for, you know, our, our first daughter. Right. And so she said about that <laughs> process and realized it is hugely time consuming and a pain in the butt to answer all these questions. Like, okay, what's a toy safe wood, a toy safe paints? How do you make them look nice?
2: Um, yeah. My first toys are pretty terrible. <laughs> I think they were really
4: nice. They were really nice, but <laughs> Um, we found is that other people like, wow, that's really cool. I want to do that too. So we're like, well, if we can figure out how to make this easy, then maybe somebody else would be interested in actually buying that. So,
2: and, um, also too, we really had a chance to talk about our dreams, our hopes as a family and to really think like, we, we want dad to be around. So, um, we want, I like him, Yeah, I the girls like him, (laughs) I
4: was supposed to be gone for like, most of that first five, six months of COVID, but then when COVID hit, um, and there was a remissioning in Afghanistan. So like I ended up being home that whole time. It was awesome. And that was when our, you know, when little Mary was really young, so Yeah.
2: we just loved it. And we're like, how can we make this permanent? So So when we think like even the name of the company, Bridgewood, like um, we have multiple purposes for that. And one is for our dreams so that we'd be able to be together as a family. But that too, our big goal by helping people to make toys for beloved children, we really want them to build bridges and their family too and be able to share their love in a way that will, um, that will transfer generations of playtime. So
3: I love I love that there's so much meaning behind you You guys have really thought about it so much to to have so much meaning just in the name of your company. I love that. Well,
1: thanks. But that's all Natalie. So 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 now we've created a, uh, you know, this idea that you want to make toys and we're going to start a business doing this. How did that come to fruition? Like you got had this idea, you made like, I guess, a spec toy and stuff like that. Then you're probably like, now what? Now, what was the next move? Like, like how did you start to build it?
4: It was a very slow and painful process. Um, we decided on what, that we were going to start doing this business and incorporated in January or February of 2021. Um, and we didn't actually launch like website sales until December of twenty two, so it's a really long process, close to eighteen months. But I was in you know the military for a, a giant chunk of that, so it's you know balancing, still working, um, still getting sent out for um, we call TDY business trip, okay, mm-hmm. um, pretty, you know pretty frequently still, um, and then Natalie at home with little Mary, so sort of juggling time, so things went very slow, and we didn't know really anything about. Business. I mean, like, I've got a you know strong background in special operations, operations management, that sort of thing. Um, Natalie, you know, started a nonprofit before, so she has some of that experience. But like the toy industry, completely different thing. You know, for profit business, but significantly different than nonprofit. So having to educate ourselves on what we needed to do, um, and then just what you need to do to make a toy and bring a toy to market was a huge amount of research and just trying to figure out the networks because we didn't have any networks set up in the, in that industry at all, right. um, and trying to get advice from people. Like really it was a lot of it was searching for information and then searching for, um, we didn't necessarily spec out a toy, but the components of what we were doing, trying to figure out which ones would meet the toy safety requirements and then how to get them from suppliers at a reasonable price. So yeah, that's
3: Was it did you did you end up while it was a, a tedious experience having to do all of that research? Did you find that it was easy to link up and to find a supportive network out there? to, you know, to, to help you with this endeavor, or do you find that in this day and age with the advent of the internet and all the technologies that we have at our our disposal and the easy ways of finding people, like, was it easy finding a support network? Well,
2: I think um, first we have a wonderful friend and family network, which has been in, valuable like so this has been a really a rough year trying to bootstrap the business and moving internationally um there's just been a lot going on with with that so having friends and family was huge um the internet also wonderful resource and being able to find a lot of that um information business information being able to connect with business business partners i really really though one of the biggest lessons we've learned is that um A high quality introduction to to someone (laughs) like a good reference is absolutely invaluable if you because we can go and find an impressive website or an impressive resource. But if people aren't the right fit or maybe they're they um, they have too many clients or they're not really devoting themselves to really working with you, they can cost you. Months and thousands and thousands of yep. dollars and wasted time and resources and we had some bitter experiences. Very with that. So, so and what and so and that's been I think one of our biggest challenges is we both came from strong strong backgrounds strong careers but having that kind of network where you get recommended to the right people who can right. help you. With right things That's right we would be so much farther ahead if we had made some of these connections earlier yeah. and so so the internet does make it easier <laughs> But in some ways, um, that glut of information—it um, also
1: know. makes it a bit more difficult at times because yeah, it's, it's a really lot present. of extra stuff to sort through. And I will tell you, you're not the only ones. Ever, you know, when we started marketing, and because we're first ten years of our, our law firm, we didn't market at all. It was all word of mouth, referral based. And then during we didn't oh, want
3: to market. Yeah, like, yeah. I turned down speaking engagements. I, you know, didn't want to go hobnob at conferences. We're doing that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until the the pandemic that, you know, we realized we wanted to grow our firm
1: Um, and and scale it. But like, listen, there are so many people that we tried. I mean, listen, it's all trial and error. Like I got recommended to this person. And that person sucked. I got recommended to this person. It was a little bit better, but still not good enough. And yes, we have the same feelings at times where we feel like we wasted so much time, but you know, we had just interviewed somebody, you can't worry about the history, you know, what happened in the past. You really in business, you have to deal with the present. And hopefully that'll affect the future positively. You, you can't, you know, sit there and go, well, we got delayed because of this. Well, everybody goes through it. I mean, every company thinks they're great. They promise you, you know, every di- all these they different They oversell things, and under deliver.
3: Every, you know, every type of partnership we've tried to make, everybody does the great sell. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the deliverables are, you know, are shameful. So. Yeah, he, so how have you, so now that it seems like you guys have, have kind of figured out some things and gotten over that hurdle, what does it look like your every day now? Like, t- tell me where you guys are at in this venture and how do you guys divide and conquer? And, you know, what, what, have you, what else? handles have you one
1: of, aspect of the business? I mean, like, how's it go? Yeah,
4: so that... Uh... Yeah, I don't know if there's like what we'd call a normal day per se um, <laughs> with, with kids is yeah, no such thing as a normal day. Um, but it really kind of depends on what we're doing in that phase of, of the business. So like um, for instance, sometimes um, like if I'm working on, I, I do a lot of the backend stuff, so like accounting, taxes, operations, um, inventory management, that sort of thing. So like if I need two days to just sit down and focus on, taxes or accounting or whatever, usually like we can kind of plan it out where, hey, okay, Natalie can take a break from doing whatever on the marketing side of the house or social media development. And she'll take the kids for a couple of days, or sometimes we can get, um, uh, Natalie's mom to come and, and watch the kids for a day or something like that, or aunts and uncles. That's why we're here close to family. Um, And then, you know, vice versa, like Natalie needs to go to a coffee shop to focus on developing social media stuff, um, developing ads or making connections. It's just her zone. So I take the kids, we go to the playground, we go bike rides, stuff like that. Um, And we try to focus on like when we're with the kids, we focus on the kids. Um, and then when we're not, you focus on the business. So you really just have to flip that switch and, you know, do what needs to be done at that
2: time. Childcare for sure has been an enormous challenge. Huge huge challenge. So enormous, especially while we're trying to bootstrap the business. So, but, um, so yeah, yeah, right now. Um, I mean, I always think back to that first date, like that zipline date where that, where Aaron was the one who made it all work. But the other guy got all the credit. Um, like, I really feel, really feel like I like in the business. Like Aaron really just is such a rock. He makes so many things come together, and um, and and a lot of really awful paperwork and dull things it's just miserable um and i get to do like a lot of the marketing and um toy design and a lot of um, the ideation so vision setting but really in the beginning of the business too trying to figure out which roles um, we both have strong yeah. personalities so we both wanted to be in charge <laughs> so i was still trying to figure out like which uh which which role we were going to fit into that man that was a that, that was a challenge that was a challenge so well good. how did
3: you figure that out tell us you know i want to i want to go into that a little bit further
4: i think a lot of it so we a lot of it was challenging ourselves um like we did a, a venture capital pitch way before we even should have um, but like oh yeah let's do this we you had have to put all this stuff together and like understand the questions that they're going to ask and, and the things about your business. And there's things that we kind of, I guess, naturally gravitated towards, um, I'll be like, okay, this is stuff that, that Natalie does. This is more of the front side of things that makes things look beautiful and wonderful and sound nice. And then this stuff in the background that structures it and gives it a foundation is kind of what I do. Um, so like it was, we had to challenge ourselves. And then as the business, um, kind of grew, we um like it just naturally kind of evolved that way too. There just is more things than you can kind of handle. So you really have to divide and conquer. It just it would happen fairly organically and just based off of our natural skill sets.
2: But also too, we had we had some difficult conversations that were important, I think, no. in which we really um again, one of the things I really respect about Aaron is that he can he can handle me coming at him hard. <laughs> like so um and be able to say some some really tough things and and you'll say them right back to me but you handle it pretty well too oh thank you but yeah that that honesty and being able to really be able to say hey this is um this is the struggle and um and we need to address this but i actually we had an encounter about two months ago yeah yeah yeah, I yeah 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 I think
4: so you- it was really wonderful um So I personally had been putting a lot of my frustrations on with like frustrations of the business and things that were going on in the business on Natalie, very much inappropriately. So, but we met this couple like just randomly at a park in just across the border in California and we're hanging out with some friends and they had been in business together for 25, 30 years, something like that, a really long time. And they actually have their own like couples counseling service that they do. But she said the biggest thing that you have to realize is that the problems that you have are the business problems. Like that problem is a business problem that you have to solve together. You have to look at that problem together, right? Uh, rather than putting that problem onto the spouse and saying it's a problem with them, you have to. It's a reorientation, and that was that was really good for me. That clicked something in my brain. I'm like, okay, I got to think about this a little bit differently,
3: right? And that's, you know, this is not the first time that I've heard this because, you know, we all as humans, I think, run into this all the time where we have a very difficult time compartmentalizing. And we also have, we also see the world through our own optics, which means that that comes with judgment, that comes with all of these, you know, and everything else in between. So how is it as simple as... A quick rewire like you met. So you met you meet this couple at the park and they they share with you the perspective that you just shared with us. But then now when it comes to putting it into actual practical you, like what do you what what does it look like? You know, does it does it sound or look hokey where you go, okay, honey, we just saw this couple and met this couple at the park. Let's sit down and separate business problems versus personal. What does it look like? Because you know what? Because you know that a lot of people out there, that's what they do. They'll read a book about entrepreneurship or partnerships and they'll, you know, and they and every single thing that they read in the book, they'll go, okay, check. I did this. I'm positive. Okay, check. I did this. Um, I think I have grit. Check, I think I have work ethic. And then they sit and they wait and they go, okay, why is nothing happening? And why am I not super successful in uh six months? So, like, I want you guys to tell the audience that what does it look like to really do that difficult task of shifting. Of shifting. Oof. I don't I know. know.
4: I don't know <laughs> if I can necessarily like <laughs> fully answer that right now but it just like it was something that just clicked in my brain when she said it like that and it was like oh my okay yeah um, but I I don't know like I guess internally as I'm thinking about things as I develop frustrations um, I just kind of I don't know like well, close to you know at least on a weekly basis um, I'll have to remember what she said and like okay where is this problem you know and I mean, sometimes it's a me problem. Like, I'm like, this is something I'm doing wrong. So, I don't know, it takes a bit of self reflection, yeah. which is something you have to do. Like, self reflection is something you should do on a regular basis. I mean, daily should be kind of where that is. So, if, like, if you're reading a book, checking the blocks, like, if you're going to do that checklist, you need to do that every single day. Like, you have yeah. in front of you, post it on, a, you say, you need to post it on a mirror or something like that. So, you know what that goal is.
3: Right. Um, that
4: some people um but that is something that should be implemented daily not unlike anything else exercising prayer life meditation whatever it is like these are things you should be doing on a daily basis
2: and and too like um knowing that we are not our business like that's yeah Like so and that there's different aspects of our identities and we we need to treasure each other as a couple and so being able to take time to be with each other like last week we were going to watch a movie and Aaron was like how about we just sit and talk instead I was like what is yes (laughs) (laughs) awesome let's just sit and talk I love that idea so but um being able to connect and remember like why we fell in love in the first place and the things that we admire and trust and respect about each other um it doesn't always make those frustrations go away like i can't complain to him about my coworker worker anymore <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well
2: um i have to go to my girlfriends for that so but um <laughs> but i but
4: yeah, it, so yeah, it's your business is not your relationship. Like they're they they're interrelated, but they're two different things. So Dave Ramsey said it really great once on one of his shows. Um, the uh, the pastor will say, "I now pronounce you man and wife." Not, "I pronounce you joint venture." So right,
3: right, right. right. Yeah. Good. Good point. Now good point. I want. Now
1: I want to ask because we're we are running out of some time. Can you tell us, Natalie, about the toys that you design, and 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 where we can find you on social media and your, your website. website? Yeah, where do and, you and what? Your... Yeah, and what do you? What are your toy specialties? Like, like, what is it that you like to create?
3: We would. We know that there are wooden toys. Uh,
1: what <laughs> of wooden toys? Wooden...
3: Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, um dot com, mm-hmm. and um, we actually don't. Make toys. We we help you make the toys, and that's really what that's really what makes it very different. Is that we've made it so easy and for people to make beautiful heirloom toys for their loved okay. one. So, um, deeply inspired again by our neighbor in Germany, like their children were playing with the toys that their parents grandparents had played with um these wooden toys get passed down for generations and they capture the story of the family's playtime um it captures memories of the love and the times that they share when their little little teeth marks get scratched in and um but they stay beautiful and they endure for generations and we really wanted to just take that up and another level so that people could actually make the toys for their children and so that they would be safe it would be very fun (laughs) I find it really relaxing um does it come
3: as a kit it does yeah we call them toy maker kit sell the kits that allows the families to you know create the toys of okay
2: yeah and we have free video tutorials free color pattern guides um all the all the supplies um we've done the safety testing so you can make them with confidence and they're super versatile, um, whether you're a beginner, never made a toy um, to experience the artists like you can really put your own mark on it. And so we really love to be able to help people make toys. Right now we have one big product. We call them um, love letter toys, <laughs> but they're essentially alphabet blocks. Um, and but we have some really fun toy designs that we're really looking forward to being able to release in the future as we grow. But right now, right now we offer um, the love letter. Love letter toy maker kit yeah. so people can make beautiful toys for their children for baby showers, special occasions. So, but yeah,
3: that's yeah. amazing. Um, we do, I, I never like my guests to leave without us asking this question, and I want both of you to answer. It could be the same answer, but we always like to ask our guests. So, you know, it, it, you're still in the quasi-infancy of your business, right? But now you've been, to, been together as a couple for, you know, years now. So of all of the experiences that you've had, you know, everything in the totality of the circumstances as we sit here today, what would you say would be your biggest life lesson learned thus far? Business lesson, life lesson, they could be the same um, what would you say it is as we sit here today?
2: you know I, I think this translates to both life and life and business, but you really have to really have to identify who you are and what you're called to be so like if you don't um we're both strong Catholics and that plays a huge role in that too but even with business like you really have to dive deep and if you don't answer those questions be like what is our what is our identity who are we created to be what are we made to be where are we going if you don't answer those essential questions you're just going to be lost so and we we find those answers i think in our faith, and so but translate that also out into into the world
0: <laughs> with
2: with so
4: yeah So, I mean, particularly as you start a business, it's you really have to push very, very hard. You have to work incredibly hard to do a lot of things that you really don't like to do. Um, Like there's those things that you really like about it. There's a lot that you're not going to. Um, 100%.
3: Yeah.
4: So you really have to find a balance in life of a lot of things because you can work on a business 24 hours a day, but you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to burn your relationship out. So you really have to carve out high quality time for, um, for each other to be with each other, to be with your family. And then you also have to carve out some time for yourself because you will burn yourself out, regardless of how much you are passionate about what you're doing. I mean, particularly like for us, we're both very driven type A type of personalities. So like, we have to be very careful to take that time to prevent burnout.
3: Parents, you know but- I appreciate you I appreciate you saying that because I've I've listened to a lot of successful entrepreneurs that don't want to ever acknowledge work life balance and you'll hear a lot of them go this isn't easy so if you're not prepared to put in 16 18 hour days and I'm like what person are you that you actually have 18 hours of your 24 to actually you know spend I when I hear people say that sometimes I go that's horseshit I'm gonna yeah. call you out on this bullshit yeah. no, no 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 there's no way and I'm a workhorse so well, I saw the special
2: forces a yeah,
4: lot. Yeah, so yeah. The, so that was so what funny. I what I typically find with people like that either one like you said it's total BS or two they have multiple divorces, they have no relationship with their kids, um, they're just total right. jerks. Right. So like they're not normal human beings, and we should avoid replicating that type of uh Yeah, model.
2: I think that's you would take that back. I mean the special forces are such an amazing elite group and so and, and i've worked similarly in other circles with yeah. elite folks but um but if they're working that hard if they're avoiding really important, yeah. essential questions yeah
1: right <laughs> so, yeah. and listen I, I i we work really hard but i don't miss my son my son's 12. I don't. i'm an assistant coach a, on his baseball team i don't miss a practice I, I unless I something like I'm away for some particular reason, I don't miss a game like it it's it's my pride, it's my joy you know go yeah, going yeah. to see that stuff and our, our happy part you know is sometimes just sitting on a bleachers is watching him, you know like that that's you know that that that's what family's about and and you know work can dominate over everything and i I, I truly do believe that yeah, we're supposed to work to live, not live to work.
3: So, I think that's it's, I think the American culture is one of the few that has it backwards, backwards than, yeah. than most, you know, and and, you know, just from living in Europe. I mean, you know, they they pride themselves and, you know, most European countries will pride themselves on, you know, family quality of life first rather than, you know. The job. The job. That's
2: also what your podcast is about is revealing the underbelly of entrepreneurship and, yeah. and those things and being able to address how um, we're painted beautiful stories of hopes, dreams, and promises. And then you encounter the reality and then what, what does life look like? Yeah. <laughs> so, what does life look like after you encounter that?
1: So, yeah. But- well, thank you very much, guys. I'm going to shut the recording off. Then we'll say a quick goodbye. And, um, but this has been wonderful having you guys on. Thank you, for nice. so so much.
0: Much. Thank you so much. With the business, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Don't miss next week's episode for more relatable, real, and practical insights from Relationship, packed with even more candid conversations. So make sure to subscribe, tune in, and keep your wine glass full. And if you want to share your own experience or ask a question, follow us on social media and feel free to reach out. Go to CernitzLaw.com call 888-68-DAMAGE or email us at cshanbraun at cernitzlaw.com or jcernitz at cernitzlaw.com.